Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Casually Kicking It. Uh, make sure to follow us on all social media platforms if you don't already do. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Make sure that you give us the subscribe now that we're on YouTube. And make sure that if you are into merchandise, we have our own merchandise, Casually Kicking It merch. Go ahead and check that out at Store Frontier. And type in the search engine, Casually Kicking It. The store should come up and go ahead and get your Casually Kicking It shirts. Uh, all that good stuff. Make sure that you give us some great reviews on wherever you're listening to us on. If that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Yep. Please give us a review. And if you like it, give us a thumbs up. If you don't like it, give us a review anyways. I don't really care. That's, to me, a good thing. If you don't like it, just hang up or shut us <laughs> off. Okay? That's our um, bottom line. So without further ado, we have a very special guest with us today, all the way from California, family friend. Uh, I mean, I, 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 he's probably almost as close as a little brother as anything else. <laughs> uh, sure. We have Brandon on the show with Blizzard Entertainment. Dude, welcome to the show. I know you've listened to the show before. You, you follow us. I appreciate that. How's everything it's going, man? It's an honor to be here. I'm, I'm ready to casually kick it. What's going on? Yeah. There you go. That's what's up. So, uh, yeah, uh, any of you guys want to uh, ask Brandon a, a question before I do? Because I know I always end up taking everyone's time when we start talking. So. <laughs> what, what made you want to go into this type of field? Uh, my habits. You know, I play Your a habits? lot of games. I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure that, you know, a lot of people could – sit there and think about that like man i play a lot of games like i would love to work in the gaming industry and just a lot of vocalizing it and putting it out there just you know kind of made me feel like if i could do something on the worst day it would be gaming <laughs> there you yeah, go that's good that's if i had to work it would be gaming how long have you been working for blizzard um, it's been six months now, so I just hit my six-month anniversary. It's been oh, great. Nice. Love it here. Uh, it's been a dream so far. I, I can't say how great it's been. I think we're experiencing a little lag. Yeah, it's okay. I'll ignore it. We it's all, all know. good. That, that's COVID yeah. time, man. We're we're all on social media doing this stuff. Pretty much. Whatever. Yeah. Well, we got the gist. Definitely. Um, that's awesome, bro. I I'm really proud of you, man. Um. The fact that Blizzard, man, Blizzard, uh, that's a big deal. Um, yeah, man. Thanks, bro. Uh, Blizzard just a is question a real quick. So if, just say, because I know, I think Matthew Moore, Mr. Mr. Blackstack down there, he is an avid, avid video gamer. Like, we, we both are, me and Ed, but, I mean, Matt breaks stuff down. So... What, what what advice would you give him if he wanted to go that route to well, what you to what you are? Well, it's good that he's already thinking about breaking stuff down, right? Because for a long time I was playing video games and I didn't really have like an actionable skill set that was that would make me hireable. Um, okay. Eventually, I switched gears and you start um, gaining enough knowledge about the game to where you can explain what you're doing, and that's kind of a different side of the brain. Uh, like as far as being like a high level player, sometimes mm -hmm. being high level and dense in game knowledge um, can perpetuate you to that level to where you're hired as well. Besides being like a esports god or something like that. So, 
Okay. Esports god. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like that's like the that's like where everyone tries to go through that route is like, oh, if I get really good at this game, something's gonna happen, and that might be the case, but it's kind of like athletes, like it's just like an opportunity to make money. There's like you can't play forever, so right, okay, right. yeah. You. So you have to eventually develop that analytical mindset to be able to tell people and explain uh, what you're doing, just to be able to teach. You know, and that's the difference between playing a game and being employed in the gaming industry. Usually the mindset is just a little different. Understood. Thank you. Yeah. See, Matt, that's what you got to do. You got to break down your mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit. It's a little bit mushy from our end that I know. So are you able, <laughs> are you able to, hey, man. <laughs> are you able to discuss um, what, what it is that you do with Blizzard at all? I work on um, World of Warcraft, and I work on uh, encounters. So bosses, dungeons, things like that. Awesome. Wow, exactly what I did. That. Yeah. World of Warcraft, the one game That's that got a movie stuff. that didn't turn out to be a very good movie, by the way. I know. We got to keep it going. Got to keep it going. I thought the movie was really good. The movie was yeah, great. Was yeah, the movie was great. The movie was fantastic. Yeah. No, you're being sarcastic. We, we actually oh, enjoyed the movie. Whatever, bro. How are you going to say this? It's better than Game of Thrones, okay? Yes, better than Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, wow. We, we can't talk about that finale for Game there. of Thrones, man. The ending? The ending ruined everything. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I spent years <laughs> watching that show, and then in like an hour, it was all destroyed. Oh, yes, yes. The replayability of that show is completely gone. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. You're it's right. Like, She's were on her dragon. Big, <laughs> were you a big uh, Blizzard player before you started working? Like, was that the dream company to work for? Or was it uh, like, say, another company, would another company pick you up? What, what was the company that you would want to go to instead? Not say you instead of somebody came first. You know, I didn't really have like a concrete dream of like getting into the gaming industry. I got to be honest with you. It kind of like, it's like lightning struck a little bit. Um, so it's just kind of like, uh, the games that I did like ended up being Blizzard games, though, yeah. So I played a lot of Diablo and a lot of World of Warcraft. But that time playing um, didn't really equate to how I got hired today. How I got hired today, like, that process started when I was, like, 25, when I started looking at gaming different. All that time before then was really just me enjoying myself. So how, how different did you look at gaming? Like when you say looking at gaming different, like how you would better the game itself, how certain things come into pass and you're like, man, I wish they would have done this or I wish I would have done that, that type of thing? Yeah, well, I, when I was playing World of Warcraft, um, eventually I started running out of things to do. And okay. um, you start developing, the, developing this mindset, like you almost start complaining about things. And uh, ah, that's Matt. That's Matt right there. No, no, no. That's, that's me. That's me right now with Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. <laughs> so eventually you just keep saying these. You have like these internal battles with certain features of the video game. And then you start saying them to your friends and then your friends give you rebuttals. And then eventually you <laughs> develop into like this analytical beast of game knowledge. And you know exactly why things are just from playing the game. And that's kind of what happened to me is that I went from just a regular player and then I was taken under um, by uh, a really, really good player and my guild leader who actually got me the job and he expanded me like in my mindset beyond anything that I could have done by, um, like, by myself. So, wow. Very smart guy. Very like, you know, he's the one who got me here 
and I, I could yeah. say endless things about him. His name's Orlando Salvatore, goes by Kirby hey. AU. He's a really, really good guy, uh, one percenter in this world. For some reason, he just decided to pick me on the game, and uh, the rest is history. He got hired and reached out to me, and uh, yeah, got me in the interview, and I nailed it. So, That's awesome, man. That's awesome. It's all about networking. That's really the big yeah. story here is that friendships, you know, if you keep flourishing them, if, if you know, you have a good friend and you do the right things around your friends, uh, it pays off. You know, networking and friendship is really where it's at. It has there nothing to do with my skills, nothing to do with anything like that. It was about him giving me the opportunity and me being ready for it. Awesome. There you go. There you go. The, um, what is it um is is working on on world of warcraft similar to playing dungeons and dragons you know there's a lot of similarities across all the fantasy genres and it would be like uh a disservice to kind of like limit it to one you know because okay. we because world of warcraft is like a big ship mm -hmm. right and like okay. on it you can see similarities of like different games on it like you know it's not just world of warcraft it's a bunch of it's really just a bunch of different games under the name mm -hmm. today so i never really got into it so i don't i i mean i guess that was my bad because it was more of a computer game yeah. like when it first came out so i, I didn't have a cpu and oh, any of those yeah. you know gamer cards that you would upgrade your cpu with so you have more ram and all that stuff i i never did that so this is all new stuff to me yeah. so that's pretty cool that you're able to do that and the only reason why i learned that secondhand knowledge was through world of warcraft because of the desire to play the game so bad that you inherit all these secondary computer skills like i could build a computer now well, of world I, yeah i was going to ask you about that yeah. because i want i want to go there but not just yet because i want to okay. i want to have you because we have two new consoles dropping this holiday season. Oh, here we and, go. Um, Brandon, oh, I got some opinions. Exactly. So, Brandon, Oh, please, you know, please bring them. Bring them to the table because we're going to pop off, bro. Let's go. You know, you know, you know my brother. And <laughs> yep. me and my brother have been going back and forth on some things. And, and you know, uh, these guys... The other day, you know, I was, I'm hardcore Xbox, and then I was like, well, I think I'm going to go PS5, and, you know, these guys are pretty much PS5 guys, and they're like, oh, man, you're turning to the dark side, finally? And I was like, well, I don't know. I haven't really made my decision, then I flipped it back to Xbox One. But anyways, we'll get there in a second. Um, okay. Just to I'm a hybrid. That. Just to kind of tease that. I'm a that. hybrid. I'll yeah, tease okay. that. I, uh, <laughs> I do both. That. I do Xbox and PS. So don't go there, buddy. <laughs> I'll tease Coming that. Coming soon. Coming soon. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, the reason why I asked the, the whole D&D &D question was because um, I feel like D&D &D players, I mean, I played D&D &D when I was in middle school. And, and um, man, I forgot. It, it's the headmaster, the guy who's, who's, who sets, sets every. I mean, those guys, to me, have, like, this imagination of building – this world for you that you then as the other player take your imagining then your imagination then takes you there and i feel like a lot of these guys um now are working in video games and i feel like they make some of the great you know some great storylines some great um it just and this, just in general the whole like the world things like that so i'm wondering um 
is there a job specific to that in Blizzard or, or, you know, like, like, especially World of Warcraft that reminds me a little bit of that, that medieval, but it's, it's not totally medieval. I mean, uh, there's several really interesting positions. Um, like if you look mm-hmm. um, at Blizzard careers, one of them being historian, I always thought that was interesting. Really? Yeah. I, you can wow. see, I was like, Oh, that person has a really cool job historian, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's some, you know, if you look around um, on Blizzard's career page, there's some very, very interesting positions that you wouldn't even think that exist. Like mine, for instance, I didn't think that was a position that existed, like encounters working on Dungeons and Bosses. That's, if you would have told me as a teenager that this could have been my job, I would have knew a long time ago what I was supposed to be doing. But the yeah. fact is, is that like, uh, it's, it's D&D players in general, uh, that game was around for so long. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that, the influences from that game do seep into ours, you know. The um, yeah. When you mention bosses, can I can I pick a bone on bosses? Ask um, away. I can always say yes or no. <laughs> right. Well, why why do bosses always have to be these massive, huge things in games? For visibility. Is it because like yeah. I'm like, dude, why you know like Resident Evil, dog nemesis, like why why. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> why does he have to be so you could just make That's him a little scary. bit you know like the yeah. same size as me but like everything's got to be like three times bigger than me i gotta use bazooka yeah. launchers you know what i guess it doesn't really make sense uh, as far as like in single player games but i know in our game grouping like being in a group uh for visibility yeah. you know it matters a lot how big the uh thing that you're attacking is but if single player doesn't really matter, I guess that's just there for effect. Like you're fighting yeah, a big guy, exactly. you know, get ready. But yeah, comes out of nowhere. It's like, it's oh like, my yeah. god, what do I do? Yeah. It's like in Star Wars, the last Je- or the uh, Return of the Jedi, when Luke has to go into the uh, job of the hut and they they throw him into the pit with the giant monster. It seems yeah, like every real. boss is that big, and I'm like, come on, man. It's like a common theme. Like when you think about like bosses, they're just got to be big, ugly, nasties. Yep. What, what game were we playing not too long ago? When you win. Yeah, right. What game, Matt, were we playing not too long ago where, like, the bosses, uh, it was the Star Wars, that new one. What was it called? The Fallen, the fallen Jedi? Fallen Order. Fallen, fallen Order, Fallen right? Order or Fallen yeah. Jedi? Okay. Yeah, fallen it's Order. Fallen Order, yeah. And there I was, played, um... You start the game, and there was a boss that me and Matt were talking about. There's this, this huge creature. And he's like, I was like, hey, man, did you mess with that creature? He's like, hell no, nah, man. I just ran right by him. I just, I said, oh, I'll, I'll fight you. Because you're, you're not equipped to, to battle that thing yet. So <laughs> there's this giant thing. I'm like, dude, I, I did the same thing. I ran right by him. So we're just laughing because this giant, like, creature thing you can't fight it yet because you don't have your skill i mean you could try but like the combat one swipe boom yo, I mean, yeah oh. i was dying dude it was we were laughing because of that i was i, I got into uh in the ps4 uh recently not recently but last few months i was in uh monsters uh it's monsters of something uh but monster it was hunter? like yes monster hunter oh Good my game. god i Good fall game. in love with that game really yeah, oh my god game. yes yeah. Yes. And you got to go to different worlds to cover, you know, make your own weapons yeah. and your your armor and you got a cat, your little sidekick guy. It's pretty good, bro. When I we first when demo that out, remember Ed, we did that we did we, we played did. the little and, demo. And we, yeah. We kind of gave it a uh we we rented it. Uh, like uh, like uh, Yeah. But we but only then, played like 
maybe 15. We didn't know what the heck we were doing anyways. Yeah, we, did it, we did it. But when I started playing it and starting to get to know people that do play it, oh, man, I have so much fun with that game. Yeah, the expansion was really good. I just blew oh, yeah. through it. I was like, yep. whoa. Spent a, spent a ton of time on Monster Hunter World. Great game. Very good. So yeah, game, what games are you playing right now outside of, you know, what you, what you work on? Um, I like to be active on multiple MMOs. So like Final Fantasy XIV, uh, Guild Wars II, um, Elder Scrolls Online, just to keep up with some of the quality of life oh, things cool. that they're doing to see if, you know, you know this, they're all Get they're any all ideas. Games. Yeah, get any ideas. And then um, as far as single player games, uh, I've been playing Ghosts of Tsushima and a lot of Warzone with my girlfriend. Oh, I want to play that so bad. The Ghost yeah. of... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, because, oh, man, that looks so badass. It's so fun. Looks like That's, a good game. It's so yep. fun. Oh, another game sleep. you can't play because it's on PS4, buddy. Nope. Can't do it. Nope. Exclusive. Sorry. Exclusive. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Like God of War, same thing. <laughs> can't play it. <laughs> Sony nope. with your exclusives. Yeah. Yep. I mean, like, that's. That's how you win the war. Like that's how you win the game gaming war. Like you have to make exclusive so that it forces you to pick a side. You know, depends. I don't know about winning the game war, but getting ratings, I would say a little bit would be on that that end of the scale. But you know, winning the gaming war, they each have their own. Like uh, they have Halo for, and then Gears of War for yeah, for how, Xbox. How often, do these, how often do these games? These games only come out like once a year, as you as opposed to like you have. It's the same thing as Call of Duty. For like Naughty, Naughty Dog example, they do The Last of Us, and then they got Uncharted right after that. So you get still, you're still playing like two separate games, but it's from the same company. True. As opposed That's to like, true. you know, God of War, or maybe like the Gears and Halo. They only come out like once every couple of years because they got to like, oh, we got to make the game better than it was four or five years ago. It's like, you know, Xbox really doesn't have any games that you can just say, hey, this is Xbox exclusive only. Yeah. And. That's how. That's why I say PlayStation winning the game award. Now Xbox is winning, and backwards compatibility. That's practically it. That's that's practically it. I mean, yeah. that's the only thing I give me Xbox is backwards compat- compatibility. I think that Xbox's use case um, is also very interesting because, like Microsoft, they are involved in everything. So mm-hmm. it's only. To them, if Xbox does fail, it's only uh, just them closing their doors on another division, right? Um, well, uh, PlayStation makes a lot of bank on um, their Sony Interactive division and all those exclusive games to the point where they really need to be reining in all those little rights and like to the point where Xbox doesn't even get Spider-Man now. So, yeah. so I mean, what is, what, is the, what, like, what is the use case for an Xbox? Well, if you don't have a computer and you're looking for 4K HDR, the best of the best price point, uh, it's hard to beat that Xbox now because you can plug in a mouse and a keyboard into it, and it's essentially a computer, gaming Pretty computer. Pretty much. You can, right. It's FreeSync compatible. So you can get a FreeSync monitor at your store, and you won't have to deal with any stuttering issues that PlayStation um, will deal with just naturally because of the pipeline of their games. So what is each one for the playstation if you already have a computer uh get the playstation if you don't have a computer get the xbox that's the way that i think it works out because okay. if you you lose out on a ton if you just get the playstation and you don't have a pc 
right? Unless you have games and like like that you already are going to transfer over and your friends are on that environment, PlayStation. But if you're just by yourself and you want to have a blast of an experience, that Xbox is going to blow the PlayStation out of the water for single player content on any universal title just because of the route of the hardware that they're taking. That's all. So let's get into that real quick. We have the PS5, Xbox Series X coming out, and you have PC gamers. And the question is, you know, my brother is asking me, should I build a computer? Definitely, always. Or should I go and and save and get a PS5 or an Xbox Series X? But which one of the consoles is better? So, Brandon, you build computers. I know this. Uh, Please... But continue on just, like what do you think between the two consoles which one you would get if, if if you didn't build a computer and then why you would do the build a computer over buying the two new consoles yeah so if i had the option to build the computer i would always build the computer okay um there's only one exception if i can't build a computer that's powerful enough and that's where the xbox really comes in um and saves the day because I can buy an Xbox, attach it to a TV, and it works, right? Um, I can eventually upgrade to a monitor later. I can get a mouse and keyboard combo later, headset later, and now I have a full gaming PC station that I just, what, I can't go do Word on? I can't use Microsoft Word? Other than that, you could do every single thing on that um, Xbox. So that use case, if you have like 500 bucks and you're like, man, I really want to play computer games or something that's available on the PC. The Xbox is going to have that right because they are Microsoft. Ultimately they are windows 10, right? So if you're, if you want to invest into that ecosystem anyway, it kind of helps you if you're tight on cash and you're like, man, I w- ultimately I would like to build a PC, but I can't right now. So what's the next best thing that Xbox series X is pretty nice. But if you have a powerful PS or a PC already, the only reason for you to get another console is to touch things that you couldn't touch already on your PC. And that's the situation that I'm in. I have a PlayStation right there okay. and for exclusives. can only play UFC on that thing. I can't play it on my PC. Um, I can't play uh, all those nice RPG games, Ghost of Tsushima. I can't play Final Fantasy VII Remake. I can't play... The list goes on. Mm-hmm. And eventually, they're going to hit you with one of those titles that you really want to play. Mm-hmm. And that's what always makes me jump the gun. Like I don't wait for the launch and like, I'm going to get it now. It's just, it's that one title that grabs me <laughs> that one title that comes out and it's only for PlayStation. Yeah. I'm like, damn. And they get like $700 out of me in one go. So that's my, that's what happens to me. But I feel like they're, I feel like at the end of the day, it's all entertainment. They're all really good. Uh, yeah. You're always going to feel like you're missing out on one thing. And that's kind of what it's designed to be like that. So you get all of them. It's kind of, the point what's the price point in building a decent um gaming computer it's more like expensive if, if you're giving, if you're, giving some, you're, you're gonna spend yeah. more than what you what it would buy uh, what it would be, to be buy about, a console, right it'll be about eight hundred dollars for or more for a gamer card <laughs> itself. And, and for uh, me to, to go back on that i mean you know uh, to add to that question is the reason why is because when you see side by side what these consoles are are coming with now the new ones i feel like they're they're i mean they up their game a lot with these two new consoles uh, what they're yeah. packing into the xbox series x and the ps5 uh, 
I mean, it's pretty powerful stuff already as it is. And like you said, at that price point that hopefully they're going to sell it at. Um, so explain to us what, what would a, a good gaming computer probably cost us? Yeah. Well, just to elaborate more on like consoles, you get a lot behind that price point because now you have uh, gaming companies who are going to optimize their games for that specific console. And sometimes that optimization will work better than the best hardware that you have in your computer, simply because the engineers on their side haven't adapted the new technology yet. So when you have a PC, it's a waiting game kind of for waiting for the new drivers. Right now, in today's age, they come out before the game mm -hmm. uh, is released, but there is instances where you might be running a little bit lower spec than certain... Um, consoles at the release date right so you get a very like easy experience when you get that console you don't have to worry about downloading new drivers you don't have to worry about fixing your microphone you don't have to worry about those little things it's quality of life that you pay for and support that you can call and be like hey this thing broke all right we'll send it back to us and we'll fix it for you it's like it, when you when you buy a pc you're on your own you're out on the ocean now and it costs thousands just wow. to put a number on it like my computer is not just a one point in time computer. Uh, it's been 10 years and I've taken parts out of it and putting parts into it. It's just a, a machine that's been all over the place. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And it's like uh, you're in a relationship with it. So it's always going to get a little bit of cash from you every once in a while. You want to, you want to get the new game running on it. You might have to spend $500 to upgrade your GPU this year. And that's, you know, it is not, it's not an easy thing to maintain. Like a lot of people build their computer and they're like, they let it rot for five years and then they wonder why is, why yeah. is my game not running? Why can't I play this new game? And then they go to the store. How can I run this game? Oh, you got to buy this $800 card. And guess what? That power supply that you have is no longer compatible. So you got to get a new power supply <laughs> and that motherboard that you got, that thing's done, dude. You got to get, so you're like, Oh my God, a thousand dollars deep. And you're like, I already bought a computer. Mm -hmm. I, what? I bought it. So it's, it's definitely an expensive hobby. And, it's essentially um, to me it's like you're trying to detour you from getting the PC. Well, it's, it's just, I'm just making sure. I was, if you no, want to be an I'm effective you, gamer. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying like the other companies are saying, hey, let's yeah. detour them from going out and buying a PC if they just buy our stuff. You know, we're already exactly. giving you everything you With want anyways. Yeah. Yeah, because you can play it. You could take a PlayStation 4 Pro from the store and get 4K gaming. At the time that PS4 Pro released, to get 4K gaming on your PC, you had to spend a minimum of $1,000. A minimum. A minimum. So it's gonna be like the same effect, kind of like the launch of consoles. There's gonna be some features that we don't have on PC. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's just a, the ultimate thing is to get all of them, right? Because if you're a super enthusiast, the PC is the master race. Because when it does get tuned and, the ca and they do catch up to the to hardware, it is the best experience. The best. It's like it, night and it day. Was the, it was the starter. The PC was the starter. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think they use to make these games to begin with? Yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, so, and, and a lot of times, a lot of these gaming companies, I'm, I'm sure Brandon can, you know, vouch that, they're also waiting for the consoles to catch up on the technology because then they can't put out a game the way they want to put it out with the graphics because the gaming consoles aren't 
in technology wise at that point yet where there they are yeah i mean that's that i mean that's always been kind of like a weird problem is like the timing between like uh you know engineering and optimization and how can we extract all this power from this unit and generally today uh they're really good at it like those these machines are not really impressive and they can boot 4k now mm -hmm. like my computer runs through like you could put an xbox and a playstation 4 together and it won't do anything to my computer my computer will run circles around it but the games are optimized for that thing and that's what is going to need to improve not so much the hardware need to improve like throwing mm -hmm. faster hardware at a console is a very easy solve for the situation um but in reality what you'll see happening is that we'll get better and better out of extracting each increment of power out of the hardware that exists today because there's like a they're not participating with each other the mm -hmm. hardware companies and okay. the gaming companies they don't really yeah. do too much together right they kind of have their own their own entities they kind of bring in like different um perspectives of what's going on into the market right so video card companies they want this new thing called ray tracing and hdr and display port and all these things right and then the gaming company hears about it and they're like okay so we want to be able to implement that stuff into our game how do we do it so it's always like a what can so like we extract pissing, out of the hardware? Is it a pissing contest? Pretty no, much? no, no. It's just everyone has to work together. It's not really a pissing contest. Okay. It's just like it's like there's a there's a there's an an engineer whose job is to extract as much as he can, mm -hmm. right? And okay. Sometimes today, like Warzone, my my GPU only runs at sixty percent, but so where's the other forty percent going? It's lost in the you know. The micro code of like, <laughs> oh, who knows wow. what. And that's what's going to improve over time is that engineers get better and better. They'll get better and better uh, optimization on the current things that we have. That's um, cool. Yeah. Matt, do you have any questions? Uh, I'm just, I'm just listening and thinking like I, so many questions are coming in and they're like going out. So I'm like in and out. So like I try to yeah. grab one and just stick with it. But yeah, um, man. Um, no, but um, um, Diablo. But, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish what you're going to say. So Diablo was my first game uh, with Blizzard on the on the box, and it really colored uh, my gaming like view. I was hard on every other game because Blizzard has like this polish that they do, and like this anything that is supposed to work works, and it's just a lot of games aren't like that. And I had immediately compared everyone to these titles, and I was like, man, this game's nothing like WoW. This game's nothing like Diablo, and I really became such a fanboy of it that mm -hmm. uh, I didn't realize what it was that I was enjoying. It was just the ease of use, you know, mm -hmm. of it all. So Diablo was definitely like a big stamp on me, you know, just because of that, because all the other games at the time were not easy to use. They were like, you'd log in, get disconnected. You had bad internet. That was it for you. you know? <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, Diablo worked. And that in and of itself at the time, was very powerful for me as a kid. I was like, I'm mm -hmm. like 12. I definitely wasn't supposed to be playing the game, but I was playing it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going. My mom saw the title, Diablo. I hate that oh. game, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going over to your uh, to your house, and and uh, Brandon had uh, that was when the Sega Dreamcast. Uh, yeah, the Dreamcast, Dreamcast. Yeah. And there was a, a specific game because uh, you know me and me and my buddies growing up, uh, we had an, uh, a thing about. Um, it was that whole Fast and the Furious. Before Fast and the Furious even came out, we were all about getting, you know, cars and hooking them up. And uh, Dreamcast came out with a game that was like, 
for uh, for 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 people who like the street racing life uh, or, or look hooked well, up midnight, the cars. Midnight uh, Tokyo. I know. Yeah, Tokyo midnight. something. Tokyo something. Oh, I forget what it, it you was. Remember amazing. that? And we would Are go we to his racer? house to play this game, huh? Yeah, it was a, it was a toge racing game, but and we had to like. You were basically other. racing. It would start off you racing in the streets, and you can flash your your high beams at someone if you wanted to race them. And then yeah. you would be like, all right, they, they were, and then if they accepted, they, they would hit you up and then you would just start racing in traffic. And it was one of the oh, coolest wow. games because then you also got to get a car, you hooked it up. This was before Need for Speed Underground. It was called, oh, I just I, looked it up. It was called Midnight Club uh, Street Racing. No, that's not it. No, it was that's called Tokyo it. something. Yeah, you're right. Midnight Club is another game that was different. Yeah. I think that was more of why, why do I feel like Extreme I might have heard racer? about this game, but I never played it for Dreamcast. Like I think like I heard of it, but I just never like sat down and played it. Oh, it's Tokyo Extreme Race. What it is, racer? I'm looking at it right now. What was it? Again? You broke up. You broke up. So it's sitting in. Oh, it's called Tokyo Extreme Racer. Tokyo Extreme uh-huh. Racer. That game. Yeah. Man, we would go over there and play that game because it was like. It was dope, bro. Was, Nobody had because it, 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 it just grabbed. It was geared to a certain audience, and no one had really um, made a game to to basically, you know, entice that that audience out there like that. But the yeah. the, the fact that the Dreamcast was short, so short lived, is 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 what kind of stunk. Because I mean, that Dreamcast was cool. I mean, that the Dreamcast really did a lot. Like it changed certain things i mean they had some I great games mine. i just i i man we just had an episode with our buddy fun time wallace, wallace and he he yes. collects games and, and stuff and he got pissed because i told him I, I gave him i basically sold mine i had it in the box and everything oh. i had everything that came yeah. in the box the demo disc the whole nine wow and I got damn man yeah. Another one got another regretting, one bites the dust. You're doing that. The other day, uh, I got a five hundred dollar offer on a Pokemon card. What? So, Whoa. Yeah, dude. So <laughs> collectibles are real right now. Yeah, I know, man. They're real. Pokemon, um, I gotta get into that. Dude, you know, Matt, like, uh, wow. Five hundred bucks for this thing. Okay. I know that, that. <laughs> save that. Yeah. I know that you listen to the show sometimes, so if you've heard us kind of uh Get on Madden and EA. Yeah. Um, I'm not I, a Madden I, player. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, I love, you know, we, I play Madden. I like, I like EA. I, I loved their, um, their boxing games, uh, Fight Night. I loved Fight Nights. I loved those Fight games. Night was good. Um, yep. Yeah, Fight Night was my favorite, to be real with you. That was. Fight Night, it's a good game, man. I have it my on my PS Vita right now. <laughs> my thumbs still still hurt. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> oh like Matt brings up all the time, you know, it's it's frustrating to gamers when you feel like the gaming company thinks you're an idiot. And we're in 2020, and a lot of gamers are very intelligent and 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 especially you know Madden gamers. They've gotten more intelligent. They know how the game is played. Some some cats that play this game know how to break down plays better than players can break down plays. Yeah. So, and, and read defenses and all that stuff for the, for the football game. So with Madden every year, you, you, you get upset because you feel like you're getting shafted when they, they just, it, it, 
they, they, it's the same thing that you played the year before, but they just kind of changed the headlights. Kind of like, you know, you got a 2012 Corolla here and a 2013. What's the difference? Oh, we just kind of changed on the 2013. You want the new 2013. We just changed the headlights, though. That's, that's all we did to it. Yeah, a lot and, can be done with a 10 gigabyte update, like, you know, um, with Madden. But I think that, um, you know, that's just the nature of business, um, the nature of people who make money off gaming. And Madden is a good game. And as far as like it being easy to play, like I had that same like mentality as well. When I was thinking about World of Warcraft, I was like, man, why are, why are all these new easy things being added in? And like, why are we catering to um, the people who just aren't as good as me? Like, that's what it, the, the, like, just to be succinct, that was really what it came down to. And someone had reached out to me and said, you know what? You should add the World of Warcraft Facebook group um, onto your Facebook just so you can get a better picture of who plays the game. And I did that. And I realized that we are biased because we choose our friends and our friends are good at games. We're yeah. not going to be playing with that 60 year old who just retired, who's looking for something to do. You know what I mean? And that's a, there's a lot of 60 year old, 50 year olds who are playing games who don't know how to play anything. And just know that all that easy stuff is not for you, but it's there for somebody. And that old guy who retired, he's got a lot of cash. So, yep. you know, that's a big player agency to abide by. And when you're thinking about features and stuff like that, player agency is kind of like really important. Um, each company does it differently. Mm -hmm. um, as you could see, some people are like, oh, this company really listens to its player base. And some people are like, oh, there's the iron curtain is up. It's, you know, it depends. But that usually is, is the reasoning behind what you just, you know, had mentioned. So. All right, yeah, because I, I just want to know because we talk about it, we just feel like we're getting shot because it's like, oh, but it's the same yeah, game. They bad. really, we really haven't worked. And then you know, you have some of the game developers, you know, on Twitter saying, you know, you don't understand, you know, how much time. I was like, well, it feels like you you basically take took the same game and you just added a a, a mode to it, but you really haven't focused on what what some gamers would like, you know, like I'm, I'm a franchise mode guy. So I like to, to start my, my team from the ground up, stuff like that. And I feel like Madden has ignored that for the past like three years. Yeah. And, um, right. yeah. And, and, and there's still, and there's also some features like, uh, what's the game Matt? the, uh, uh, 2k, which one was it? 2k. The football game is it two K eight? What? Uh, there's in ESPN two K five. They came out with the Xbox and the PS two. No, the guy who's on Twitter that always says he's like, oh, this this football game was. Oh, all pro two, all pro two K. All pro two K eight. Where yeah. I mean, they have some details in the actual gameplay, like when the football players are, are are running, you know, and the guy like gets injured, you see him grab his hamstring or something, and he's like limping. Just little little things that make the game a little more realistic. Where you know, with Madden, it's like a player got injured. You didn't see him get injured. They just put a prompt that says, hey, he's got broken ribs. He's out of the game. I'm like, well, I would have liked to see him, like, on the floor or grab his side. Or but if didn't they have that thing where, like, Mortal Kombat, where, like, he broke the knee and they see – they show, like, it Blitz. being broke? That was NFL Blitz. Blitz. Oh, NFL oh, Blitz. I, I love that game. I love that one. I love <laughs> that, that one. Was that was cool. awesome. That, that, was a, that was a new NFL Blitz game that came out back, like, I think – xbox and then the 360 one came out eventually i like That's that cool. one. what i want to know is like how hard is it to like just you know if you if you really i mean if you look at it i mean the game is pretty much you, you've got the game pretty much set i mean all you got to do is maybe add 
you know, something here, something there, just to, to, to add more to the realism of the game. But instead, you focus your time on adding a, a different game mode, which I think what they added this year was something kind of like the NFL street mode or something like that. Oh, the yard. Yeah. The yard. And it's like, okay, cool. But, like, I want, you know, if I'm playing the football game, I'm a fan of your football, I want to play the authentic football game, not the, not the NFL blitz style you know, can we focus more on, so how hard is it? Is it really that hard that, you know, when you already have something that's not, I don't know. I don't know if you can answer or not, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. So um, each individual title, the undertaking is going to be like unique. Um, So in this case, like it it probably seems very easy to add like the features, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that you're requesting and it might not be even that big of a deal to add them but with the current landscape of gaming at least what it feels like from where i'm i mean i'm still kind of young in this industry as well right so this is this answer could probably evolve later on but i feel that um what happens is is that corporate looks at the numbers and they quantify how much they can put into a game to extract the maximum amount of dollars right and once that number gets figured they hand a team um, a certain amount of production hours. And with those production hours, they can only do a certain amount of things. Um, and they make executive decisions on what they can and what can't be. And, you know, and it, it comes to the end product, right? And you end up with this game as the consumer that feels incomplete, right? Um, that is something that is becoming more common today. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I, how do I think that's going to be fixed? I think better da- data analytics as like AI gets more implemented and ingrained in these companies, more, uh, perfect games will come out and more features and more tools will, will be created to, uh, to create these features easily, right? As, as our tools improve as gamers and game developers, uh, the quicker we can get things done. And it seems like that would be. I would stick with that answer right now. I mean, I'm not mm. that high up yet, so I don't really know right, right, right. too much about the ins and outs of planning, but it seems to be an issue like a disconnection between corporate and a director. Uh, giving They give a director like a, you know, here you go, do what you can. And the director's like, all right, so this is what we got. We got to yeah. somehow make people happy with this. Ah, all right. So this is what you guys going to get, you know? And to I us, mean- it feels like, we could just get a 10 gigabyte patch and this would have done the exact same thing. I'm spending $60. And the only way that you can win as a consumer is if you buy the collector's edition and then resell it later. So there's the, the, the sports games in general. I mean, they're just locked in by rights and it's kind of hard to really like, yeah. you know, I I'm guilty of buying UFC every time. I don't like <laughs> the way that they do it. I dislike the whole software life cycle of UFC. However, I enjoy the game so much. I enjoy the franchise. I'll support it. So they get my money. Because I mean, there's a lot of people have been saying like with Madden, they should like stop for two years. They should stop making a game for about a year or two. Cause whatever they feel, some people feel like whatever process is in that game, it's still there. And that's what's making the game buggy. And then some people feel like it's just the consumers. A lot of people want to play Madden. They just want to throw the ball up with Pat Mahomes and get a hundred yards a game. You know what I'm saying? Get like six, 10 touchdowns a game. And it's not realistic football. So, like, people are fighting. You got the sim guys who want to play the game, make it feel realistic, and you have guys who just want to play arcade-ish. So Madden is stuck between how do we how do we provide everybody and make everybody happy. 
Yeah. Somebody, somebody's gonna lose, especially with this game coming out every year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, how often does World of Warcraft come out? Like, how often does a new game come out? Is it still like, are you guys yearly also, or yours is like every couple of years? It's pretty dynamic. Um, I can't say off the top, but I want to say that it it's not really rigid. Um, okay. And it goes by like most, like, I mean, all titles are very unique, right? So like, just to go back to the Madden situation, it's very, it seems like player agency seems to be the issue at heart where it feels like people are not getting the kind of game that they want. Right. So mm-hmm. um, the argument uh, for the psychology of play that you guys are after would be like, how good are you at this game? How much more can we make this game fun for you? And um, how much money can we get from you while doing those processes? It's like, and you guys are stuck here. Like what? <laughs> I want to play my game. <laughs> I want new stuff. And like, I know it would be simple to just make one Madden and just have it update roster changes and things like that. We all know it would be simple to do that. However, there's families and people relying behind EA and some of them need that cash, man. Some of them, you know, really need to like the budgets are really are not just so free willy. Like a lot of people think um, that time is gone, you know, like where we would get millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to do one game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very rare, very rare. You know, you don't, you don't, you won't see that $500 million destiny thing happening like right now. <laughs> it's like, I like everyone destiny. is, yeah, me too. <laughs> I thought they did a great job, but I mean, that is just right. like, I was just, you know, I was sad. I mean, there's a game like uh, there's a game like Street Fighter Five that I, I played. Yeah, that game came back go back came out in 2016, and it wasn't complete when it came out. As years we're on 2020, as the years goes by, they've added updates after updates, more characters. So it feels like you actually got your 60 bucks eventually, but it took them years to go by. But we're still in the same game. You so know? when that happens, that's called. So when a game releases and you know that there's something wrong with it at the consumer and you're like, man, this is not even like, this is not even the real game. Like, what is this? Yeah. What happened in the studio was they, they see these issues, they recognize these issues, but they're shipping it anyways. Why? Why? It's called That's known, what? it's called known shippable, right? It's called a known shippable issue. And a lot of games come out with known shippable issues and it becomes a thing about deadlines uh, and starting to get that money going to be able to pay for the people to hot fix the things that you want and do the updates that you want. Because what happens is if they reach their limit as a, and you're like, hands off, you can't touch the game anymore as, a, as, a, yeah. as, a, as an engineer or a developer or a designer or whatever you are for that the company. Budget. Yep. And you're like, oh, I w- but I'm not done yet. And they're like, known shippable. We'll get it in the next version. And you're like, okay. <laughs> okay and meanwhile <laughs> meanwhile you got to watch every youtube video of people exploiting that one thing that you couldn't finish and then yeah. it's like uh wwe 2k 20 last year right? oh, that, was, yeah. that was that was hard rest of uh, papa john's and then and then they it ends up on like on uh, xbox sales the next two weeks for like 20 for bucks, 10 bucks. <laughs> that game that game was bad man yeah. i mean listen oh, I, I love horrible. the wrestling games i have 19 i kept 19 i didn't get 20 because i was like man 19 was the best one that i've gotten so far 
But yeah, yeah, that was a bad one. I feel. I mean, I I even it was one of the only games that I returned, actually, like really? digitally. Yeah, I haven't. I don't. I don't really return a lot, mm-hmm. of games, and that one I just had to because I was like, dude, I, I, this is nothing like the trailer. <laughs> like, this is not good. So. Yeah, that was a disaster. And sometimes you'll see, you'll, I mean, you'll see plenty of more disasters uh, as people try to figure out how to tighten that budget and extract high quality things. It's just, you guys are the part of the scientific method. You don't realize it. You know? <laughs> oh, wow. I, um, I always wanted to be a video game tester until I heard what it went, what went into being a video game tester. Because I know yeah. EA always hires for video game testers. Yeah. Um, it's a yeah. big turnaround, big attrition rate, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's cool. Um, and sometimes you, you might be selected out of the few uh, to continue on, um, but you're basically paid to crash, try to crash the game um, that they're working on. Yeah, there's um, a lot of, I mean, that's, that's kind of similar to what um, I'm doing testing as part of one of my responsibilities, uh, one of my major responsibilities. Um, as time has gone by, the position has be, like grown out of just like tester and companies have figured out that these people are really capable of other things. There's a lot of secondhand knowledge that goes in being able to test that game. Right. Mm-hmm. So communication responsibilities are being handed down to testers now, like emails and things like that. And being aware, like making uh, relationships within the company, a lot of um, QA and tester people get ahead in that, uh, like in their life by doing things like that, by just going the extra mile to improve a process or uh you know, when they do something, they documented every single thing. So when that next person takes their job, they can give them like a standard operating procedure. There's, it's growing beyond right. that little guy that you see in the key. <laughs> it's, and it's good. Bec- it's good for the industry because um, a lot of people would love to play video games uh, for a living, you know? And like the more that we can make more like of these dreams come to fruition, the better the gaming industry will be anyways. Right, like it's oh, first-hand definitely. experience. You're giving good user research information back. You know, it's like win-win. You know. Um, last question that I have is, um, how challenging has it been uh, during this COVID time to to work for a gaming company? Um, because I know a lot of these gaming companies have had to, you know, close down their their areas of work, and and I think folks have had to kind of work from their home or however it is that they're doing it now. Um, but you specifically, you know, have you been to the office or do they have you working remotely? Right now we are working from home. Um, I think that my experience so far with blizzard though, has been shockingly accommodating. Like, you know, I was in the military and they take care of a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, blizzard does way more than the military. Um, I thank you for your service, by the way. Oh, I was an yes. honor. I had a blast. I had a blast. Uh, but yeah, I was in Florida, right? And I went all the way here to California. That was not an easy undertaking with kids and the whole nine. And Blizzard really made it very easy for me. Uh, the transition was pretty painless. Uh, they have a lot of good people in place that really care and check up on you. So I, I never felt like I was, you know, not, not a part of the team, right? My main issue was like, oh, man. I'm not going to be in the office, so it's going to be really weird to get integrated, mm-hmm. but they're really good at making you feel like at home. And I could see myself being here for like a really, really long time. That's I love cool. this place. I hope I, so. I'm so That's biased. Cool. So hashtag <laughs> views are my own, obviously. <laughs> hey, baby, daddy's on a podcast. 
Hey. <laughs> well, I mean, on that note, you guys got any more questions before we uh, say goodbye to our dear friend, uh, Brandon? I'm good. No, I'm so, pretty okay. good. All right. You got a lot of, a lot of insight. Yeah. We, we should do like a part two or something later. Hopefully. Oh, definitely. definitely. Definitely, man. Reach out. We will definitely do it. Play yeah. some games or something. Yeah. Oh, oh, Call of, we're all on Call of Duty. That's for sure. Oh, me too. I'm not, a, I'm not a Call of Duty guy. No, no, no. 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 Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I just got 17 yeah. kills like yesterday. Nice. On on what? Warzone? Warzone, yeah. Oh man, you're, I'm you're real good. sweaty. Cause I'm see, real I'm sweaty. I, me on Warzone. I'm a I'm a guy who just like lay low until everyone kills themselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm aggressive. Lay low till everyone kills themselves, and then all right, when I need to come out, I'll come out Ed, and I'll 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 lay out. Ed's a noob. Uh, He's a camper. Oh, that's funny. I'm not, I'm not camping because the... camping would, would initiate me hunkering down, shooting people from a location they don't know where I'm shooting them from. But I'm just hiding. I'm <laughs> hiding. That's what okay. it is. Okay. Surviving and evading. Exactly. Sure. High-level training. Exactly. Go play Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I play Warzone very, very aggressive. Okay. Uh, you guys seen Cobra Kai, that show? I love Cobra yes. Kai. Strike first. Strike, Strike hard. First. No mercy. Strike first. No mercy. <laughs> no mercy. <laughs> That's me. That's me and That's awesome. We'll be talking about that on our next podcast, by the way. So. Yes, sure. For yes, sure. we will be. All right, Brandon. Well, thank you so much, man. We appreciate you taking yep. the time out to talk to us, man. And hopefully we didn't get you in trouble. And, uh, everything's good. Uh, nope, shout out real quick to Uncle Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad. What's up, man? Um, and um, yeah. Chilling. Grab a beer. What's oh, the matter man. with you? Real quick, uh, Brandon, before we let you go, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to plug anything, you know, if anybody wants to follow you, if you want to keep it, you know, confidential, we understand. Uh, uh yeah, I'm still like, you know, getting my, you know, my, my feet into this place. So yeah. I'll be more available Let's... maybe once we get, uh, okay. more podcasts in, yeah. but I just want to give a big shout out to the guy who got me here again. Um, Kirby AU, you can follow him at twitch.tv slash Kirby AU, a uh, great guy. Um, awesome individual, uh, did something for my family they didn't have to do and will forever be grateful. So that's awesome. all I got to say. Awesome. And guys, before we wrap up again, follow us on all social media platforms, casually kicking it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, make sure that you give us the subscribe on YouTube. Give us the reviews on, on iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio. a lot of eyes here, a Spotify, yeah. And um, if you guys want any Casually Kicking It merch, go ahead, hit up Store Frontier, type in Casually Kicking It, you know, get yourself a shirt, a hat. Uh, well, no, we don't have hats yet. Not hats yet. Not yet. But we do yeah. have face masks. masks. Yes. Get those. Sweaters, Hoodies. whatever. You know, it's all there. Thanks again, Brandon. Thank you guys Thank again. You guys. Tom, Matt, Ahmed, Casually Kicking It. We're out of here. Peace. Deuces. Deuces.